ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. Good evening and welcome to Sports Info UM. This is Daryl Oliver. My man Sam is out of town on the West Coast in California. He should be joining us at any time. But, hey, man, let's get right into the sports of the week, what's going on in the NFL. We had a lot of things going on in the NFL. Man, it seemed like the New York Giants are wild up and down, up and down. It looked like Tom Coughlin is that people will be talking about his job pretty soon. But trust me, Tom Coughlin is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he's he's going nowhere, no time soon. He's one of the best coaches. And if they do decide to get rid of him, hey, he'll have another job with no problem. But the Atlanta Falcons came into New um, – the Atlanta Falcons just put a shellacking on the New York Giants yesterday. Um, Eli Manning was definitely not an elite quarterback yesterday. 13 to 25 for 161 yards. That's that's not good enough. Two interceptions, no touchdowns, and a loss, a shutout. The Giants got shut out. Unbelievable. Hey, but let's get right on to the next game. Yesterday, the Green Bay Packers went into Chicago and put a beat down. Not necessarily a beat down, but they beat the they beat the Chicago Bears 21-13. And now we have people calling for Lovey Smith's head. Hey, I think this is a bit much. You know, Lovey Smith has done some great things with that team, and he's pulled that team together. Um, they, they're in a position now where they're still probably going to make the playoffs. But when the fans start booing because you lose your second game in a row at home, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's it's a bit much. It's kind of difficult for me to see these fans booing a guy like Lovey Smith who's put a lot into that program, a, a whole lot into that program. Hey, but yesterday, the Washington Redskins, man, they keep rolling along. You know, even even without RG3, they beat the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. And and, and you got to think, you know, you know, Kirk Cousins was drafted. And maybe maybe the Redskins knew what they were doing when they drafted Kirk Cousins because, you know, they knew what they were going to do with Robert Griffin. And, I mean, run him up and down the field to the point where, here, this young man probably is not going to complete the season. So I, they were, they drafted Kirk Cousins for a reason. They needed this insurance. And Kirk Cousins threw, threw for 329 yards, two, t, two TDs, and only one interception. Hey, I, I, I really, really have to question is RG3 going to get his job back? Well, I think RG3 is a super quarterback, probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, so I don't think he has anything to worry about. My concern for Robert Griffin is how many seasons are we going to see this young man complete? How many 16-game seasons are we going to see him play from game one to game 16? The way he plays with the, with the reckless abandon that he runs the ball with, he's not afraid to pull it down. Um, Coach Shanahan has a lot of plays designed for him to run the ball like he's a, like he's a high school or, or, or a college quarterback. And it's, it's difficult to see me. See, it's difficult to see Robert Griffin play 16 games, and I'm I'm not so sure if we're ever going to see that. I hope that we can find find a um, 
find a medium that we can find for him, maybe running the ball a little bit, but basically staying in the pocket and throwing the ball. You don't see these quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, who's had a very, very long, successful career running the ball like Robert Griffin. Not that he could ever run like Robert Griffin. And we definitely don't see Tom Brady, who's had a very long, successful career, running the ball like we've like we've seen with Robert Griffin. But, hey, let's take our hats off to Kirk Cousins. Let's tip our hats to him, man. This young man out of Michigan State, a rookie, he's joined a lot of other rookie quarterbacks this year who's doing a, an awesome job in the NFL. So, hey, Kirk Cousins, good job, man. Keep up the good work. Hey, the Minnesota Vikings, Adrian Peterson. Wow, Adrian Peterson. Another 100-yard day for Adrian Peterson. And the Minnesota Vikings, hey, came up with a victory in in St. Louis beating the Rams. You know, I, I, I admire um, Coach Fisher, and I, I think he's a he's an admirable coach. But I really have a I really have a problem with the Rams. I just don't think they have the talent that it takes to be an elite team quite yet. And and and, and I'm and I'm not so sure that Sam Bradford is the kind of quarterback that is going to be that elite quarterback. Even though he threw for 377 yards yesterday, three TDs, but I, I just I just have to question, is he is he the guy that's going to take you deep in the playoffs? Is he ever going to take you deep into the playoffs? But at the, at the same time, we have to ask ourselves the question about um, Minnesota's quarterback, Christian Ponder. Is he ever going to take you deep into the playoffs? Is he going to be that quarterback that's not going to be able to stay healthy for an entire season? And 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 does Christian Ponder have what it takes to um to to take you deep, deep in the playoffs? And that's what every team wants. That's why they play to play the games to get into the playoffs and get deep into the playoffs. I wonder if Christian Ponder's going to ever be that kind of guy. But hey. Hey Daryl, yeah, I um with 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 the Kristen Ponder, uh, I, I really feel that uh, if the Vikings continue to put the pieces around him, he can be a successful quarterback. And it don't hurt to have arguably the best running back in the game handing the ball off to. <laughs> they lost a dynamic playmaker in Percy Harvin uh, to injury, but uh, I, I think that's a great question. Can Kristen Ponder take them over the hump? Because uh, once you get into the playoffs, teams are going to stack the box. They're going to focus on stopping Adrian Peterson, and they're not going to allow your best weapon to beat them. So he's going to have to be able to make some plays, some throws that big-time quarterbacks make, the Bradys, the Mannings, the Breezes, the Aaron Rodgers make. And uh, I, I think that's a very great question question that you uh, presented to our audience Will he be able to take them to the hump? They have two very big games coming up uh, at Houston, and then they have Green Bay uh, coming up on their schedule. So, with Adrian Peterson, with Adrian Peterson's assault on Eric Dickerson's rushing record, you know teams are going to stack the box and try to take him away and force Kristen Ponder to make some plays in the passing game. Uh, I I agree with you, Sam. And Sam, welcome to the show, man. And um and and. Saying, what do you think about Bradford? Is he the quarterback for the Rams that's going to take them over the over the hump? You know, um, uh, Coach Fisher never got along with Vince Young. You know, he and I thought Vince Young was was a, was a productive quarterback in the NFL, and I actually think he will come back and play again for some team. And he threw some pretty accurate passes. But do you think? that Coach Fisher is going to hang his hat on Sam Bradford, a quarterback that we've seen to be pretty pretty fragile in this league, too. 
Well, I, I think uh, the Rams finally have a big-time coach, and uh, Coach Fisher, I think he's an outstanding coach. Uh, I think Stan Bradford has the makings to be a franchise quarterback. Uh, they're going to have to put some more pieces around him. They're going to have to get better receivers to help him out, to help him mature in the process. Uh, uh, Steven Jackson, he's been a solid running back. He has 10,000 yards. He's one of probably 10 running backs to have 10,000 yards with one franchise, but he's getting up there in age. Eventually, he's going to have to be replaced. And uh, every great quarterback, you're going to need a, a solid running game if you're going to be successful. I think when Sam Bradford has been healthy, he has been very productive. Uh, he, he's starting to put up some numbers, but the jury's still out on him. The one thing uh, that, that I do like about the Rams, they have a lot of young talent, a lot of high draft picks, and some of those guys are starting to turn the corner, especially on defense uh you're talking about a team that tied the 49ers and beat the 49ers one of the best teams in football so uh they have been a little inconsistent uh in their play this year but i do re i really feel that the rams are going to be a team though the team to look out for in the future because they they finally have a, a solid coach so their foundation is going to be good because because Coach Fisher, the one thing we know, he's a big-time football coach, and he's going to continue to put his type of players in his system. And, and I really see bright things in the Rams' future. You know, Sam, um, yesterday our, our one of our teams from the state of Florida played another one of our teams from the state of Florida. Jacksonville Jaguars played the Dolphins yesterday, man. And, um, you know, the Dolphins seem to be kind of turning the curve. You know, I, I really have to uh, have to give my, give the uh, Dolphins a lot of credit because they started the season off not so well, but they really appear to have turned the curve. And um, Penny Hill is, you know, he, he's, he's making some making some adjustment. Chad Henney has played some pretty good football for the um, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But man, you know, when you look at the Jaguars and 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 without Jones, Drew, their record is two, two and twelve. You know, one and six on the road. They just really have not have not played the caliber of football that the fans are looking for in Jacksonville. That that the fans deserve to see in in the city of Jacksonville. And and hey, I just wonder is this team is this team really is this team going to be a, a middle-of-the-road team, or are they, are they just going to kind of dwell in the cellar for the next two or three years? And how long are we going to see Coach Malarkey in Jacksonville? I know this is his first season, but how long are we going to see him? Well, I, I really feel that's going to depend on um, the owner. You know, they have a new ownership group who's really excited about being in Jacksonville, but with, with the Jags being 2-12 and 12 and uh, – not having a lot of success of selling out their stadium, you know, ultimately the question is going to be asked, how long will they will they remain in Jacksonville? Uh, as far as the coach, I think that's going to be tied to the GM. I really feel that the GM, uh, Smith, has uh, done them a disservice. He's made a lot of bad decisions uh, for that franchise. And, uh, you know, the one thing about the NFL, if you get the right guy playing quarterback and you bring in a couple pieces, you can go from 2-14 and 14. To, to being successful. If you look at what the, um, hey, Sam, the Indianapolis coach did last year. commercial break, man. Um, I don't want to hold you up, but Sam, I know we got to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. All right, we'll man. I look forward. I'll be Sports right here. Info. You will.
He's at Tough the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. He's still out. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the Kidstar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time. 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. This is Daryl Oliver, and I got Sam Sore beside me. Hey, Sam, let's get right back into this Jaguars and uh, Miami Dolphins game. You know, the, the Miami Dolphins, man, have really made a a, a, a stretch, man. They, they seem like they're trying to make a run. And um look like they're doing a pretty good job of it, too. At the same time, like I was telling you, man, the Jaguars have, have been sliding the entire season and don't look like they have have any momentum to to, uh, to clinch on to. Well, the, the Dolphins are currently sitting at six and eight, and that, that's a team that really uh, they gave away two games: one with the timeout and um, just some miscues, and two overtime games in consecutive weeks. They could easily be eight and six, and the team is really fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, I really do feel that they have the pieces in place that um, that they can be successful down the road. They uh, finally have a coach in place that uh, that's probably going to. Um, Put them on the track to be successful, but you know I'm thinking about the Jaguars. They're sitting at two and twelve. Uh, they got a quarterback that they're not sure about. They got a, a general manager that's on the hot seat. They have a first year coach. But the one thing you can know if you go back to last year, the Indianapolis Colts they didn't have Peyton Manning. They struggled to a two and fourteen record. They drafted Andrew Luck this year. They're sitting at nine and five and uh, have a very high chance of making the playoffs. So if the Jaguars can just get the right guy 
behind center, underneath the center, that that can lead them. They they're, they need a quarterback. You know, Gabbert, he's going to be going into his third season next year. It's really going to be a make-or-break season for him and his career. Is he going to be a guy that can lead a franchise, or is he going to be the type of quarterback that's going to be a, a career backup? I think Chad Henney has done a, um, a remarkable job considering the, the circumstances that uh, has been presented to him. He has moved the ball well. He's done some good things for the um, for the franchise. He has close to 1,500 yards passing, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. You would like to see his completion percentage a little higher, but uh, he's definitely an option. Is he a guy that's going to turn the franchise around? I don't think so. Uh, they have a big-time running back in Jones Drew, and, and now I think people are starting to realize how important Jones Drew is to this franchise. You know, I guess that's the biggest question, Sam. Uh, is Jones Drew going to be with this team next year? You know, we we see what what a big part of this organization he is, and I know the Jaguars have to see how valuable he is to that team. But are we going to see Jones Drew? Is he a little disgruntled with the way they handled the contract situation at the beginning of the season? He wanted a new contract. The Jaguars had just given him a new contract. He was on. I think he had two more years left on the contract. Are we going to see him next year? Is he going to be traded? Uh, is he a little bit upset with the organization? I think he's probably gone. I really, I don't, I don't see Jones Drew coming back to this team here because here's a man who's not a very big man who's an awesome running back, and his career as a running back is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Does he want to go on the West Coast and play with the Raiders, a, a, a horrible organization, what, what or maybe think, maybe play with the San Francisco 49ers or somebody? What on the I West think. Coast. The, um... The Jones-Drew situation shows everyone, every running back in the NFL, is that you really cannot be away from the game. You know, you can train on your own, but you need yeah, training camp. You need to have your pads on. You need to be hit. And uh, I think that's a lesson that a lot of these guys are going to learn from this situation because I, I really feel that his injury was because of his lack of being in training camp, his lack of being around the team. And, you know, that's one of the things that uh, a lot of guys can learn from in, uh, in the Jones-Drew situation. Will he be back next year? I'm not sure. Uh, the Jaguars do have him under contract. So uh, it's really the ball is really in their court. I, I think they did a great, a great job in not – caving to his demands of a new contract. Uh, you know, the shelf life of a running back is very short. He has a lot of wear and tear on him. And uh, you mentioned the 49ers. You know, I think Frank Gore is doing a pretty good job out there, so I don't really think his services are needed there. But no, I don't think so. I, I do feel that Jones I, I, I was... Drew is a big-time running back, and uh, he, he can help a franchise. He can help the Jaguars, and um, especially with him running, if you get a better quarterback and a better receiving core, that's, that's only going to – open up holes for Jones Drew. So it's it's kind of twofold. The run sets up the pass, and the pass sets up the run. So, uh, you know, he is the face of that franchise, and he's truly missed. But uh, the Jaguars, they need a lot of pieces if they're going to um, turn this thing around. Yeah, they they do need a lot of pieces. And I guess, I mean, I think I think Jones Drew would make a nice match out in Arizona with Larry Fitzgerald. You know, he's from the West Coast. and they I need know a quarterback, too, man. I don't know if I want to go out there with a guy who can't get the um, one of the arguably one of the best receivers of all time, the ball. You know, he's struggling through a very disappointing season this year. And it's That's not good. because of his skill set. It's because of a, a lack, the lack of a guy to get him the ball. Hey, but Sam, you know, another one of our teams in the state of Florida yesterday got beat by the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, and, and, and Tampa Bay has been really a up-and-down team. And you, when, you, when you think about these two teams, Tampa Bay and New Orleans Saints, 
you would think that Tampa Bay's record is probably better than the New Orleans Saints. However, their records are identical, six and eight. And um, and and I I just wonder, you know, what's going to happen with this with this New Orleans Saints organization? You know, um, you know they they've had some situation with the Bounty Gate, and Drew Brees has had a, you know, he's Drew Brees. You know what I mean? He broke the touchdown record for the NFL, um, consecutive touchdown record for the NFL this year. But I don't, where, where do you see these two programs going? They don't look like they're going anywhere fast. I, I really, uh, I really like the job that uh, that the Saints. Uh, you know, with all of the adversity coming into this season, mm-hmm. getting off to a bad start for them to continue to fight. And I and I like the comments that Drew Brees made that that you know we're going to continue to fight. Uh, we're building for the future because there's going to be a lot of guys. They have a lot of pieces that are signed. And uh, I, I really feel that it's great that those guys are going out and competing and just seeing the type of success that they can have when everything is turning. And I really uh their defense was outstanding yesterday. Uh, they didn't play like they were the last-ranked defense in the uh, NFL yesterday. They went out and just shut down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Josh Freeman had one of the worst outings of his career. They did a great job with Doug Martin holding him to 16 yards on nine carries. But I, I just really um, think that the Saints have done an outstanding job and uh, Coach Vitt for just keeping these guys together, especially after getting off to an 0-5 start this year, for them to be sitting at 6-8. and eight. If I'm the coach of the Saints, I'm telling them, hey, let's finish at 500. When we get our leader back, Sean Payton, we have the pieces. we got to add a couple things to our defense. But, you know, their offense has been uh, very potent all season long. I mean, they've had a couple hiccups, but... The one thing the Saints do, they're going to put a lot of pressure on you, on your defense. And, uh, you know, Drew Brees was outstanding yesterday. Oh, yeah. And Drew Brees has been outstanding pretty much his whole career, man. When you go way back when he played at San, played for the San Diego Chargers. Hey, I tell you, man, Vincent Jackson, who also played with the San, for the San Diego Chargers, who's with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, finishing man has had an awesome season this year. And yesterday, even on a loss, he had six catches for 81 yards. So, you know, um, Vincent Jackson has really been doing his thing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, but, man, one of my, one of my favorite players <laughs> – and I say this with the smirk and a little bit of laugh because I, I was one of the people that said Peyton Manning would not be coming back to the NFL. I was one of the people that said Peyton Manning probably would never play again. But, man, Peyton Manning is um, doing his thing. Denver Broncos um, beat the Baltimore Ravens 34-17 yesterday. I'm sitting here smiling because, you know, I was pounding the table saying that Peyton was going to come back uh, just uh... – <laughs> been blessed to spend three years with him in Indianapolis when I was there. But uh, I really think what the Denver Broncos proved yesterday in that 34-17 beating of, of the Ravens is that even when Peyton Manning is not on his A game, that they are still an elite team. You know, Peyton numbers yesterday, 17 or 28 for 204 yards and a touchdown was very average by Peyton Manning's uh, standards and what he's done this year. It just goes to show that that team, um, uh, no Sean Moreno, he showed up yesterday and had a big time, uh, big time day, rushed for over 100 yards against a Baltimore Ravens team that is really reeling. I, I am not sold on the Ravens, even though they have clinched the playoff spot. But uh, you know, Denver is uh, they're they're in a 
they are in the elite team conversation. They're currently sitting at number two in the playoff season. They have two games to go. They've won nine straight games, and Peyton Manning has really been a leader. And uh, it just goes to show when you got a guy that can quarterback your team, that can lead your team, that great things are great things are in store. Even though this was a team that made the playoffs last year, they are a hundred times better with Peyton Manning at the helm of that team uh, than uh, Tim Tebow. And that's not any. That's not a shot at Tim Tebow. It just goes to show the type of player that Peyton Manning is and the respect that he has in that locker room. I, I agree with you 100. percent But hey, Sam, when we look at this guy Joe Flacco, man. You know, 20 of 40 for 254, two TDs and an interception. You know, he, he, he suffered three sacks yesterday for minus 32 yards. I'm not even going to talk about the sacks. I guess I look at him, and his number one receiver is um, is, is Smith, and it's probably his number two receiver is Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden had no catches. He was targeted six times, had no catches, and Smith was on. Smith only had one reception for 14 yards. You know, I guess I, I, I just wonder, is it? Flacco does not have a go-to guy, and he or is it he just doesn't look for a go-to guy? He threw a terrible interception uh, at the end of the half, uh, the first half that was returned, 98 yards for a touchdown. Uh, I, I think uh, Torrey Smith and Anquan Bolton, I think they're very serviceable uh, wide receivers in this league. I, I really think one of the um, Baltimore Ravens' biggest issues is, is they have one of the best running backs in the game, Ray Rice, and uh, Ray Rice had 12 carries yesterday. You know, to me, that's just not enough touches for Ray Rice to get into the flow of the game. And I really feel if the, if Baltimore, when they're going to be at their best, they have to get Ray Rice involved first, and then they have to um, allow Flacco to be more to make more conservative throws because the the one thing I can tell you about is a great quarterback is when you are an elite quarterback there's no debate there's no debate if right. Tom Brady or Peyton Manning is an elite quarterback or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees when when there is a debate if you're elite that means you're not elite so, uh, you know, Joe Flacco has some work to do. And, you know, this was their first game under their new offensive coordinator, Jim Caldwell. And it, and it looks like it, too. Because and, uh, and, guess... and, and the results are the same. You know, uh, Cam Cameron is one of the best offensive minds in all of football. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, change is good or you just feel you got to throw a curveball to your team and shake things up. But I just really see the same it's just a repeat of what was of what we've already seen. So I'm not sold on this Baltimore team. I really feel that they're going to be out of the playoffs after the first week. I'm not sold on them either. And when you look at Ray Rice, he had three receptions for three yards. That means that all of his passes were basically either dump offs or just players down. When now, nobody was open down the field, they just checked the ball down to Ray Rice. But uh, hey, I'm sure he's frustrated. But at the same time, I'm sure he's happy, too, because he was rewarded with a big contract. And that's the thing, yep. you know, a lot hey, of times. we got a commercial coming up, man. Hey, we'll be right back with more Sports Info. flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and we'll talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Fridays at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, yesterday um, Andrew Lux and the Indianapolis coach didn't have a whole lot of luck against the Houston Texans. You know, Matt Schaub did his thing, 226 yards, one TD. Hey, but my man, Andre Johnson, we always talk about he's getting old, he got a little age on him, but the University of Miami hurricane receiver, you go. Andre Johnson, is still doing his thing. 11 reception, 151 yards, and a TD. Man, that Andre Johnson, hey, man, he's a glue to hold the sessions together. Uh, Andre Johnson, is, he's really a, a, a key component if the Texans are going to be successful because uh, with with Johnson and uh, Arian Foster, if you stop the run, you, you have to be able, you have to take away Johnson, and I really think that's going to be the area that's going to really, if the the Texans don't advance to the Super Bowl, is their lack of another quality receiver. Because if I'm a team, if I'm playing the Texans. One, I have to stop Aaron Foster. He's a big-time running back. And two, I'm not going to let your best wide-receiving threat beat me, which is Andre Johnson. Uh, but it was great to see the Texans bounce back uh, after last week. And, uh, you know, they did what they had to do. They hell-served. They're 12-2. and two, And uh, I really feel that they're going to be a tough out if they get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And uh, teams have to go through uh, – through Texas to get to the Super Bowl, but I also feel that uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady is very capable of going to Dallas or going to Houston and uh, beating the Houston Texans. Yep. Hey Sam, yesterday the Carolina Panthers um, put a shellacking on the San Diego Chargers. You know, and, and you know um, the Chargers. We all know that their coach is not coming back yesterday. Has this team given up? Uh, have we seen have we seen the best of what the San Diego Chargers can do this year? And they just kind of folded the tent. 
and getting ready to go on vacation for the rest of the season. Well, what I would say, if uh, mo- most guys uh, in this uh, profession, they know one is a profession and two is a very short uh, career, and uh, for them to not go out and compete. Uh, and quit. I, I'm, I'm not going to go there and say that they quit. What I'm going to do, what, I, what I'm going to say is that uh, Carolina was just better yesterday. You know, these guys are professional. I feel that they went out and competed, but Carolina was just a better team. Uh, I really do like the fact that Cam Newton is starting to um, play the way a lot of people expected him to play earlier in the year, and uh, Carolina's uh, starting to uh, have some success, so hopefully that can carry over into the last two games, and that can uh, catapult them to great things next year well i i really hope so man but um it's it's really hard to say because i I don't know i think north turner has been there way too long way way too long hey but yesterday man the pittsburgh steelers they lost to the dallas cowboys you know and i'd like to say that jason garrett may have gotten a little bit of reprieve from losing his job maybe at the end of the season but I'm not so sure, and I'm not so sure that Pittsburgh Steelers is a team that we should be watching and expecting them to go into the playoffs this year. They're really struggling, man. And Mike Tomlin, I, I'm not sold on Mike Tomlin. Hey, man, I, I don't, I, I don't feel that Mike Tomlin has anything to worry about. Team had a. Uh had several injuries this year that they have to that they had to battle through but you know hey it's it's the next man in motto and uh you know I am sure coach Tomlin's not going to use that as an excuse uh just a a, a hard fought game yesterday that the Cowboys were on the winning edge and uh, it was great to see the com- the Cowboys come out and compete and get a win and and put themselves right in the thick of the playoff race there at 8 and 6 they're in a three-way tie with the Redskins and the Giants for uh, the division lead, so uh, and they play the Redskins, so that's going to be a great game. Uh, you know, another thing with that game yesterday that caused a bit of a a, a stir was a uh, Brent Josh Brent showing up at the game, and I, and I, I really do commend the Cowboys for uh, taking heed to what uh, Jerry Brown's mother said. She told those guys to keep him as involved with the team as as much as you can. And, uh, you know, his teammates asked him to be there. Uh, it caused a bit of an issue, so he ended up leaving the game. But I, I just really uh, think that if the mother can forgive and his teammates want him around, I don't see the big issue with the fans. What? Why is it such a big deal? Because, you know, uh, and I just tell you about Jerry Brown's mother, man, just to be able to forgive this young man. She realized that they were like brothers, and he wouldn't do anything to harm her son intentionally. So I, I just think that that was just a great look of the Cowboys and and the mother of Jerry Brown is just telling everybody to forgive this young man, to help him through this tough time. Because, you know, when you lose someone that's very close to you, you know, you go through a lot of lot of emotions. So it just tells you the type of lady that she is. And uh, it's just, to me, it's, it's a great, great, great thing. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Sam. Yeah, wow, that that is that is really a touching story. I read that, and uh, and you know, it really makes you think that she must have a strong relationship with Josh as well. You know, this this is not the first time she's met Josh. You know well, what I mean? Asked, she uh, asked him to be there by her side at his mm-hmm. memorial. So you know, she realized the relationship that those guys have, and I'm sure he spent a lot of time with her and being in her 
in her yeah. home and in her presence. So, you know, if the parents can yeah. forgive and the family can forgive, you know, sometimes you have to move on. And, you, and yeah. you, you, we need to all learn from this, that, you know, this young man is going through a great deal of pain also. And he'll Definitely. never have his best friend again. He'll never get to get to be there and see him and share special moments with him. But uh, I, I just really think, you know, that that's just a very classy act on his mother because a lot of people will be angry and upset. You go through all type of emotions. You ask all type of questions. But I, I, I tell you one thing, Miss Brown, definitely, I know she has to have a great relationship with uh, with the Lord, man. So it, Amen, it's just awesome. brother. Amen. To be able to to be that forgiving, she has to have a great relationship with the Lord. Hey, but Sam, um, you know, man, yesterday I saw one, last night I saw one of the most interesting games I think I've ever seen. I mean, I don't think, I just didn't think that this many points could be scored in a game that it was a downpour almost the entire game. You know, the San Francisco 49ers beat the Patriots, but wow, man. At one point, I thought this game was going to go into overtime. I, I thought it was going to be a blowout. I, I thought well, that it, uh, it Tom Brady was a, just... It, it started out, it, was looking, it wasn't looking good for the Patriots. It was 31-3, to and you're like, wow, man, uh, mm-hmm. they're just... The 49ers are taking the Patriots behind the woodshed. You know, that's the first time in 10 years that the Patriots have lost the December game, home game. But I, I will tell you what, that that was like a heavyweight uh, heavyweight boxing match, 15 rounds. And, it, and you once Brady got it going, you were like just wild, sitting on the edge of your seats. It was, uh, to me, that was the game of the year. And, uh, you know, that could be a game that, that could be repeated when it comes Super Bowl time. You know, they yes, both have a lot of work to do. But uh, just an outstanding game. And uh, how, how about Colin uh, Kaepernick, man? He is uh, oh. one as the starter. He, he made a big-time throw. You know, the Patriots came out when they tied the game up. They rallied from 28 down and tied the game up at 31 all. They got a big kick return from Michael James, and then they came out in dog coverage, and, and Colin Kaepernick, he made the right read and got the ball to um, Crabtree, and uh, they went up 38-31, and uh, just, just an outstanding football game. It doesn't get much better than that. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, at the half, he had about 75, 80 yards passing, but, man, he really turned it on in the second half, ended up completing 36 of 65 passes for 443 yards. He did have two costly turnovers, but just, just a great game, man. Just an awesome game. And uh, I, I never thought that the Patriots would, would score 34 points against the, that great 49er defense. I, I didn't think so either. I really didn't. And, and, you know, this kid Kaepernick, man, he is very impressive. You know, I, I remember seeing this guy play for Nevada. You know, in Florida, we always see a lot of the games late on the West Coast. And for some reason, on some of these odd channels, I'd find this kid, this quarterback, who I thought was an outstanding runner, who could throw the ball very well, playing for Nevada, Kaepernick. You know, his, his name always rang in my head, Kaepernick. Wow. And I always wondered, would this kid be drafted because he came from such a, not really a big, big-time program? You know, and he was drafted, and, and wow, he's doing the same thing he did at Nevada. He's doing it in the NFL. And look like he's bulked up about 12, 15 pounds since Man, he's been I, I tell you what, he, he outdrew Tom Brady last night. He moved to 4-1 and one as a starter. But, uh... He's just a quarterback that just seems like he—he's so poised under pressure, and uh, man, he's an athletic guy. He moves very gracefully, and uh, I, I commend Coach Harbaugh for making a tough decision and and going 
against the green, and uh, he, he stuck with the hot hand, and, and, and I really feel that Coach Harbaugh was hoping that he would beat Smith out in the preseason, but uh, I, I tell you what, man, it takes a lot of courage as a coach to make that type of change after um, Alex Smith was playing so well uh, this season, and uh, to go with Kaepernick, and uh, he, he's responded very well. He's 4-1, uh, com- close to 1,300 yards, uh, seven touchdowns, two interceptions, completing close to 66% of his passes. He's making smart decisions. He's protecting the football, and uh, he can also make plays with his feet, man, and that's a big asset for a quarterback. I know you touched on it earlier with Robert Griffin, and, uh, you know, the 49ers, they have some call quarterback sweeps, and he looked good running the ball, man. And when the quarterback, when there's a design run for the quarterback, it gives the offense a clear advantage because they have they can block the same amount of guys that you can put in the box. So, to me, that's a that that that's great that these coaches are thinking outside of the box. And really, a lot of the um, the play calls in the NFL, if you really think about it, these guys are studying the college game. They're taking from the college coaches in their uh, innovative style. And you, and you mentioned Nevada, the coach from Nevada. He's the guy that's pretty much created the pistol in a. That's what yes, the Redskins are going with. So, uh, you know, you got to tip your hat because a lot of the guys in the NFL think that they know everything and they're 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 just geniuses. For them to to think outside the box, you got to commend these guys. You know, because it used to be a time where the NFL was it. They were the elite. You know, we copied the NFL in college and in and in high school. But now we see the NFL. You're right. They're taking they taking pages from the old Auburn playbook when they ran that um the the, the offense that Cam Newton ran and Kaepernick. Here he is. you see the pistol quite a bit in the NFL. You never thought you'd see that formation in the NFL. Now you see the pistol and a running back on each side of the, of the quarterback. So you now you got almost like a wishbone. Offense where you got three running backs in the backfield and a quarterback. That's four backs in the backfield. Man, um, it's, it's what, single what's wing football, baby. Single wing. Single wing football. What's what's going to be next? Now you got to wonder how long is the NFL? How long is it going to take the NFL to catch up with these running quarterbacks? How long is it going to take for the NFL to catch up with this read option? And when they do, I really think we're going to find more of these quarterbacks on the sideline like Robert Griffin. That's my fear for this. For these I, I, I feel that uh, you know uh, they're going to catch up with it. Uh, the one thing about the NFL coaches, man, you, you get they, they study the game, uh, they self scout, and uh, they're, they're going to come up ways with to stop it. But uh, my thing is, are the offensive coordinators and the offensive-minded coaches are they going to continue to think outside the box? Because when you catch up with something, if you're moving on to something new, now they right. have to adjust again. So, and you know, you have the quarterback position has changed. You know, yes, it, it's no longer in the mold of the the Manning and Brady. We, you know, we still have those quarterbacks. We still love them. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's an athletic guy that can move around and make plays with his feet. You look at Matthew Stafford and some of these other guys, Drew Brees. Hey, we got to take a quick commercial break, man. But we'll be right back with more Spit Sports Info. You will. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? 
have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, let's get right into this um, this NFL MVP um, ballot for this year. You know, man, I look at the NFL MVP and I, I say, wow, you know, this guy Adrian Peterson is just, just having a phenomenal year, you know, and then you look at you, you, you look at Peyton Manning, and wow, he's having a phenomenal year. Now, I guess those are my two guys. I'd have to say would be candidates for the MVP. Those are your top and two candidates. Those are my top two candidates, and I only want to talk about them two, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I got a third one in there, man, and I spent, I really feel sometimes that we take for granted how special that uh, Tom Brady is, you know, because if you really look at Tom Brady's stats and Peyton Manning's stats, you can really flip a coin. Both of those guys are, are doing some outstanding uh, things. Uh, Tom Brady has close to 4,300 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, six interceptions. Peyton Manning has uh, 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. They're both completing over 60% of their passes. They both have over 100 quarterback rating. I think a lot of people are, are really looking at the Peyton Manning situation because he didn't play at all uh, in 2011, and a lot of people doubted if he would ever be able to come back from this injury. And uh, He's doing a tremendous job. Uh, Peyton looks like vintage Peyton Manning, uh, he has the Denver Broncos in a very good position uh, that where they can possibly advance to the Super Bowl. They're eleven and three, nine straight victories, uh, and uh, he, he's just Peyton Manning. And uh, I, and I also feel that he's another guy that we take for granted his greatness. And and I really feel that that's the one reason.
reason that a lot of people in in the sports media are making this a two-horse race between Peyton Manning and Adrian Peterson because they're both coming off of injuries. But if, if you look at the body of work that Tom Brady has done, they're 10-4. and four. They're right now in the number three uh, seed in, in the playoffs. If you look at the numbers, tell me what's the difference between him and Peyton Manning's numbers. I mean, like, you're talking about two of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And uh, it, it's easy to take for granted the body of work that these guys do year in and year out. You know what, Sam, and, and I guess I'm one of those fans that fall in that same category. And I guess I have a, I, I have a little – I look, not a, not a resentment, but I got a little edge against Tom Brady, and I guess it's probably more because he plays for Belichick. And I go way back to the little scandal that they had when they so won what those does Super Brady Bowls. Brady had to do with that, you know. I, I know, man, but he won the Super Bowls, and maybe he got credit for winning those Super Bowls where he probably shouldn't have got credit for winning those Super Bowls because there was a scandal when you burn the tapes. Where nobody could ever see him. You mean? I mean, you destroy the tape. What's the difference Come on, in calling? What's the difference in calling one of your buddies up and saying, "Hey, man, I have a team signal that you're playing this week. Send me their signals." I mean, but uh, you know, hey, it happens. The scandal happened, but uh, you know, Tom Brady, he's been nothing but a class act since the day he came into the NFL. The same with Peyton Manning, but. I, I can tell you one thing. The hardware that both of these guys care about the most is winning another Super Bowl championship. I promise you that they both will sacrifice an MVP or a comeback player of the year for uh, the opportunity to hold the Lombardi trophy up in the air. And, uh, you know, that's just – it's they're, they're two great quarterbacks, and uh, it, it'll be interesting. At the end of the day uh, – you can really flip a coin and give it to either one of these three guys. They're more than deserving. Uh, you know, Adrian Peterson, he's chasing history. He's 294 yards shy of breaking the NFL single-season rushing record that uh, Eric Dickerson uh, set with the Los Angeles Rams in 1984, which is 2,105 yards. And I really feel that uh, if he breaks this record and leads the Minnesota Vikings into the playoffs with the victory over the Texans and the Green Bay Packers in the next two weeks that uh to me he's the shoe-in MVP if he can do that and uh you're talking about a guy that has over 1800 yards a career high in rushing yards after 14 games after having major knee surgery less than a year ago I mean is this man half man half um I mean half man half amazing I mean this is just an amazing story because running backs normally are just getting to the flow of things when they come off of ACL injury. He's been nothing short of spectacular. And yesterday, 212 yards on 24 rushes. Had a spectacular 82-yard touchdown run where it looked like he was going to get a two- or three-yard game. He hit the hole, bounced it outside to the left, and next thing you know it was 82 yards later. So uh, I've never seen a running back bounce back this quick from ACL injury ever. I tell you, Sam. You know, I'm going to date myself here a little bit. It's a guy. It was a guy back in the in the '70s called Steve Austin, the Bionic Man. And man, when you see this guy Adrian Peterson run, he's like, the Bionic Man, man. This guy, he runs with such reckless abandonment, man. And and wow, to see him come back 
from an injury like that. You know, and the Steve Austin Bonic man, they said we can rebuild him. We can make him better and look like Adrian Peterson has been rebuilt and he is a better running back. If that could be possible, he's better than he was before the knee injury. That's unbelievable, man. And when you look about look at the comeback player of the year in the NFL, we're probably gonna be talking about these same two athletes, Adrian Peterson and Peyton Manning. You know, Peyton Manning came back off of four neck injuries. Adrian Peterson probably had what we looked at as one of the most uh, horrific knee injuries we've probably seen on the field, and we thought this guy would probably never play again, and here he is playing in less than a year at a level we've never seen a running back play probably since Eric Dickerson when he played for the Rams, man. So uh, I, I really feel that uh, it's a uh... – I, I feel that there's three candidates for MVP, but I really feel that uh, it, it's going to be a trade-off. I, I, I feel that some people, that they're going to compromise, and it's going to be really between Peyton Manning and Adrian Peterson. One's going to get the comeback player of the year. One's going to get the MVP uh, award. If, if, I agree. Uh, I, I feel if Peterson leads his team, to the playoffs and break the record that he should be the MVP. Uh, to me, they they have all three had MVP uh, seasons. Another guy who's playing at a high level that, that's being taken for granted is Aaron Rodgers. He's having another outstanding uh, season in Green Bay after uh, overcoming some adversity this year. So, uh, you know, a lot of times guys are taking for their greatness is taken for granted. But uh, I'm going to go on the record and say that Peyton Manning is going to win the MVP and uh, Adrian Peterson will be comeback player of the year. Wow, I think Adrian Peterson's gonna probably win. I'd like to see him win both of those. Nothing against Peyton Manning. I really, I really like Peyton Manning. Hey, but I'm saying, with the rookie of the year, it's probably gonna be a quarterback. You know, Robert Griffin may have, may have had, heard his chances of winning the MVP yesterday by not playing, and Kirk Cousins coming in and throwing for over 300 yards. And, you know, Andrew Luck has just had an outstanding season. Russell Wilson. Man, Russell Wilson had the highest quarterback rating this year, ninety nine point three yesterday. Man, two TDs, and uh, and he three he he, he threw for three TDs. He and ran, he ran for three for and he threw for one. Yeah, and he ran had ninety two yards rushing and three touchdowns on nine carries, and uh, he threw for two hundred five yards, completing fourteen to twenty three, and another touchdown. Well, the, the one thing I'm gonna say about this rookie of the year race to me is a. Uh, there's five guys that truly deserve to be mentioned when you're talking about offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Robert Griffin, the third. His team is eight and six. I do agree with you with Kirk Cousins coming in and, and performing at a high level yesterday. It might take hey, away. Sam, that's our music, man. Sound like we got to get out of here. It's so been so much fun. Oh, but man. we got to run. Hey, and, and our prayers and um and go out to the families in in Newtown, Connecticut. What a tragedy! And uh, man, this is what's very, very sad situation. Our prayers go out to them. Hey, this is Sports Info, Daryl and Sam. We're out. See you next week, guys. See you next week. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.